Welcome to the Scale with Tech and AI Growth Lab podcast. I am your host, Jay Farr at Tech Fusion Systems. Our guest is Stephanie Plia from Tribe Consulting Agency, also known as Tribe Agency. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. My pleasure. So I'm impressed you got my last name right. <laughs> I, I did my best. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Tell us about Tribe Consulting Agency or Tribe Agency, if you want to call it that. Uh, what, what do you guys do? It's, I go between Tribe Consulting Agency, which is our legal name, and then Tribe Agency just feels like it rolls off the tongue a little bit faster. So our brand is Tribe Agency, but ultimately we're a consulting firm that also has a digital marketing agency built within it out of necessity. And so the primary value proposition for Tribe is it is a consulting firm. Right now, we're focused on our med tech space because that is my entire background dating back to college, which was only a few years ago. Just kidding. Um, so I've been in the med tech space my entire career, and I decided in September of last year that I wanted to start my own consulting firm, but specifically around med tech companies. I've worked for several startups and several giants within the space, and I felt like I really understood the playbook specific to disruptive technologies and helping them get ahead of the pack in a very short period of time. One, I had a huge amount of experience launching robotic surgery to market, and that was really the inspiration behind Tribe because I felt like I got into Intuitive, which was the primary monopoly of this world at an early age or an early stage in an early age, like 12 years ago. And it just taught me so much about how to move a market without a lot of momentum and really what to say, how to say it. And so I want to take that same playbook that I've not only accumulated from Intuitive, but also multiple other startups that I worked with, and I apply it to my clients. So first and foremost, we're a med tech consulting company. We work on retainer with individual med tech startups, usually in that pre-commercial stage, up until around the time that they go commercial or even a year after they go commercial, specifically on the go-to-market strategy, but even more than that, their brand. Brand is everything. So if they don't have a strong brand presence, they don't understand what they want to be best known for, then that's where we start. We really break it down because a lot of founders or inventors or CEOs have a good understanding of where they want to go, but they don't understand what's going to get them there. So we help them really refine what is the brand underneath this business and let's help them get that out there. So that's the biggest part of Tribe is the consulting piece. And I have multiple consultants that work on my team and we pull them in as subject matter experts, depending on the niche of that client. And then second to that is our digital marketing agency, which literally does all of the fulfillment if necessary for our existing clients, but even those that are not on retainer with us. We work with private physicians, private surgeons, but we also work with private med tech companies from everything for social media done for you services, SEO services, email marketing campaigns, setting up paid ads and paid structure and everything in between that really helps, like we were talking about earlier, drive ROI. Because as you mentioned also, we if you build a website, it doesn't make you a business. It just makes you another person on the internet. And so you really have to, one, define who you are, but also how is that information going to get out to the public? 
How are people going to even know to search for you? And or let's get you associated with the keywords you want to be associated with. That was a lot of information for a very small question. <laughs> no, that's, that's that is a, that is a lot, a but I think you did a fantastic job of kind of laying the, the foundation and the framework for the conversation as to, to what you do. And it's interesting what you just said, you help people, you help people get searched for, right? Mm -hmm. That was something interesting that you said. So it's, if no one's searching for you, it doesn't really matter how good your website is, does it? And so that's very interesting. Now your main clientele are med tech. So these are people that are inventors. They have new physical products, mostly for yes. the medical industry. Yes. Otherwise known as med device, medical device or med tech, either one. And there are several companies that launch and never make it to commercialization. Mm. So we typically work with customers or clients that are anywhere from 12 to 24 months from being commercial because they're just awaiting their either their CE mark or their FDA approval. We're a global company, which I didn't mention. So we work with people outside of the US and they're awaiting their CE mark, which is their government approval or FDA approval. And so we're working with them on investor pitch decks, on their brand, on their messaging, on their competitive analysis on how they're approaching the market. What is the total addressable market? So really helping them refine and get real clear so that when they do have that approval from whatever government is approving it, they're ready to go. They have a plan, they have a brand. And then we typically work with them even prior to being commercial on getting their brand out there, testing the market. You can do that really easily with social media and some of the other channels of marketing even prior to approval. Some med tech companies are fixated on, well, I can't do that because I don't have approval for my product. Well, you can always focus on being problem aware versus solution aware. Solution is where your product would come in, but being problem aware, meaning if you're in the space of lung cancer, you can talk about lung cancer all day long on social media. It gives you immediate brand authority. It also makes you have the appearance of being in it for the right reasons. And I'm sure you are in it for the right reasons, but it starts to build that trust and respect even prior to having a product that solves a problem in that space. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, and you brought up problem aware. And so sometimes in the market, if you come out with the most amazing product ever that solves a problem, mm -hmm. but nobody really knows about the problem. No one really understands the degree to which that problem exists. It's not going to sell, is it? That's very interesting. That's a little bit along the lines of like demand generation. Like sometimes you have to educate the marketplace before you can sell the product. Right. And so that's a very interesting that you brought that up. What are, can you give us some examples of some of the products that have come out from some of your clients? I don't know if you can talk about that or not. I am under NDA as I am with all clients because that's what we do. So yeah. we're consultants. We work behind the scenes again, prior to them becoming commercial. And even those, I do have clients that are commercial. So without saying names of the specific clients, we have clients in the synthetic tissue model that are helping with surgical training. We have clients in AI blood tests that can help prevent and predict cardiovascular events like heart attack and stroke with 90% certainty. So that's more of that biotech space. We have clients in the lung cancer space, really all trying to tackle the same problem of getting these patients early by an early diagnosis technology and getting in there 
diagnosing it and removing the cancer prior to that patient going into stage three and four, which was again, really my background, both in robotics and in lung cancer. So that is a huge compliment to these clients that I have that understanding. But those are the types of problems we're solving. It scales across. It's not just robotics. That's where my sweet spot is. I understand that market really well, but I also, like I mentioned before, worked at a cardiac startup. I've worked at an ultrasound company. I've worked at big companies like J&J. So I've worked at multiple companies doing multiple things. And ultimately it really is almost, it's agnostic to the product level. It's more about really getting people to refine I, someone said this one time and I just used it with all of my clients going forward. I can't remember who actually said it first, but it's better to be best known than best. If you can be both great, but at minimum be best known and best known is through marketing and branding. And so if you're not at a point where you're validated clinically, if you don't have the clinical research trials under your umbrella, or you don't have the data to prove that you're best, you should be striving for that long-term, but ultimately you want to be best known right out of the gates. So that's where brand strategy, that's where consulting comes in, that's where marketing comes in, because a lot of the people we work with, they're engineers, just like you'd mentioned, um, and they come with a ton of insight on how to build a product, but they don't come with insight on how to create a go-to-market strategy that's effective. They also are not keeping up on the tides of social media and channel marketing and email marketing and all the different automations and AI tools that are out there now. So that's where we bring our bag of experience and apply it to each person's unique solution and problem that they're trying to solve. I'm so glad you're talking about strategy. You're using that word a lot. And it's something that I find missing in a lot of businesses is they like to look for the new fancy, shiny thing. One day they wake up and they say, oh, let's do Facebook ads or mm -hmm. let's do cold email or let's do cold calling outreach or uh, this or that. Uh, but it, those things are not strategies. And so you keep repeating this strategy and I can tell, and I want to know a little bit more about your background as to what gave you this insight into what strategies really work in this industry and which ones help your clients the best. But uh, I think that's a really important distinction that people that do not understand strategies that, that work, you really can't implement something that's, that's going to drive the ROI that you're talking about. And so tell us a little bit about briefly, what's your background in, in med tech and medical and what gave you these insights to give you the ability to know what the best strategies are that work? As I mentioned, the last decade of my career up until just starting Tribe Agency was at a monopoly. It was called, it's called Intuitive, not was, it's still operating and, and operating quite well. They're still the market leader within the robotic surgery space. And so early on, I started with them in 2010. The product was amazing. It always was, but the market was not primed. That's a big part of what I've learned is you have to prime your market. You want to have to understand the market. And at that time, they were trying to close out open surgery and even laparoscopic surgery, which was considered an advantage over open surgery. And you really had to do a paradigm shift. You had to convince physicians and hospitals to do something different that what they, than what they were doing the last 20 years. And they were pretty happy with the results they were getting from laparoscopic surgery. And I've just gotten to work with some really great companies that have given me a ton of insight as to when to go left and right. I learned a ton from Intuitive because they really did it well. And they knew when to pivot 
When something wasn't working, they didn't sit on it. I've also worked for big companies that rival Intuitive that were really slow to pivot and really slow to move. And they ended up getting beat by Intuitive, actually. So I've seen it all, been there, done that. I mean, I'm, I know I have a ton to learn still. Everyone continues to learn or they're dying. So I'm not saying I have it all figured out, but I've gotten to work in the underbelly of these big businesses that have been wildly successful. I've been fortunate to work for big brands that have done it really well. And I've learned along the way what works and what doesn't. And that's ultimately where the strategy piece comes from. Because I've also seen some competitors in my years. I was a sales leader for many years. And then I, my last three are spent in a global marketing role. I've seen people just do it wrong. And even with my clients, they come in with their intentions to bulldoze the market, but the market one isn't primed, two, they haven't researched the market. They don't understand what the voice and the need is. And then ultimately their strategy is, is flawed because it's really not fine-tuned on what the market needs. And actually, again, an intuitive, my old, the CEO of intuitive and my old CEO is always adamant about solving big problems. And I think another big issue in the med tech space, even in these emerging startups, is they're not going after behemoth problems, what we call the BHAGs of the space, the big, hairy, audacious goals or problems. So we need, I, I've just seen this time and time again, you've got to really have a unique strategy. It's got to be a big problem to solve because people will listen. You've got to be really clear on what you want to be best known for, and you need to be really strategic. So I guess to answer your question, what makes me strategic in my mindset and how do I apply it to the, my, my clients? I've seen what works and what doesn't work. And thankfully I've been with companies that navigate those tides really quickly They've all had headwinds and they got through them really fast. And so that's another big piece of strategy is knowing when to move on and knowing when to make the right calls. If you make short-term decisions, you're going to get short-term results. So that all goes back to strategy. And I think if you know where you want to go and you're patient to get there, it's like this silent assassin. I've gotten to witness this firsthand being in these companies where your competition is trying to pull you into a conversation you're not ready for. And they're doing it to create noise in the market and to also create confusion amongst the buyers. And if you just stay steady, head down, focused on the strategy you already built and you execute it, you ultimately lap them times 10, which is what's happened time and time again in my career. I've gotten to watch the companies that I've worked with just they literally steamroll them, but not in a fast pace. It's more of that, the hare and the tortoise conversation, right? So I've just seen a good strategy play out. I've also got great mentors that I take a lot of wisdom from, and I've seen them be really strategic. That probably over-answered that question. Um, no, I don't think so. But that's where my brain's at. I don't think at. so. I think you answered it perfectly. What I hear is, again, strategy. And I love mm -hmm. the fact that you said not just short-term strategy, but long-term. It's one mm -hmm. of the things I stress with my clients is you don't want to be just successful for the next year. What about year two, year three, year four, year five. If you go the wrong direction or you implement the wrong tech stack or the wrong strategy, you might be very successful for the next year and then you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. and you have to rebuild everything, retool everything. So yeah, you have to think about short-term and long-term. And you talk a lot about focus and being very targeted as far as to what you're trying to achieve. And then the third thing is you talked about 
let's still be agile and be ready to pivot when we need to. I think those are three very interesting things that really complement each other. Yeah. A big thing too that I've seen with some of the companies I've worked for in the past is listening, meaning listening to the market. And you can do that through market research. That's been the biggest eye-opener to me with some of these clients that I've worked with in the past year is they really didn't do their work in the market research. It doesn't, it's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's not a shiny penny to focus on, but it needs to be done. And when you go to do your brand and your messaging and your headlines and what you want to be best known for, if you don't really understand the voice of the market or what we call voice of customer, you're going to miss when you go to message to them and you really don't understand their point of view, it's a problem. And the best way to get their point of view is to do market research. And you don't have to do this extensive market research for thousands of dollars. You could literally create a Google survey or a Google form and send it out to a hundred people and you'd be better off than not doing it at all. So that's a big area where when someone thinks they've got it figured out and they've got an idea and they do think they understand what the market needs, I always ask, have you validated that with research? Because the other great thing about research, one, it helps validate where you're headed, but you can also use it to your advantage. You can refer to nine out of 10 surgeons want X or whatever the results are. You can use those in your marketing efforts too. So I don't think it's a loss to do market research. The investment is worth it, both for validation, but also for future marketing efforts. Yeah, I agree completely. There are so many founder stories. If you read start startup founder stories mm -hmm. where the founders thought they understood the problem and the desires and the wants of their customers, and they found out the very hard way that they did not. Mm -hmm. And you just brought it up. It's so easy just to talk to 50 or 100 people and just say, hey, you're the type of person we would plan on selling this to. This is what we have planned. What do you think about it? You'll be surprised mm -hmm. what people will tell you. And, and it doesn't cost thousands and thousands of dollars. It might right. you know, take you a couple of days of work, you know, a few dozen phone calls. Yeah, start with something because that will definitely prevent a lot of that failure rate for sure. What types of, what types of people are you looking to work with? So our primary audience, I will answer that. But before you just prompted me to, I think we're both familiar with the digital marketing space. And so I always just want to say this as far as our unique value proposition or what I want to be best known for one, I want to be best known for our results because I think hot air is hot air, right? So we're not any good if we don't have people saying that we made a difference in their business, even if it's just making a shorter path to commercialization, but ultimately we want to be known for results. And the investment was worth it. But beyond that, I think the unique value proposition for Tribe compared to every single other digital marketing agency and consulting firm out there is I actually worked in the belly of the system. So I understand this market all too. I was on the receiving end. I also was part of these companies. And so I understand what they need, what the pressures they have. I've called on all the physicians and various individual and call points that they're going to be calling on. So I understand from their perspective what needs to be said and how to say it. And I think most of these digital marketing agencies out there are consultants even. They're like big camps like Deloitte or Accenture. They have consultants in the med tech space, but they've never worked for med tech companies. More than likely they have not. I can't say they all haven't. 
But I think what's really unique to us is that we actually have worked for these companies and we understand this market and what people are trying to do in it. We also know who's good and who isn't. So we can steer the messaging towards the ones that rival the market share. But so back to your question about the audience, our primary audience right now, and it may change, but in our first year is really towards med tech, but in that kind of pre-commercial series A, series B funding zone, meaning they don't have a full-blown sales team yet. They don't have a full-blown marketing teammate. They may not even have any marketers or any salespeople. And they're really hiring tribe is that brain of that side of your business. So the the sales and marketing entity, and even the upstream marketing. So the product development, research, KOL strategy, all of that kind of funnels up into the upstream strategy. And then we do all the downstream strategy. So our primary audience is that pre-commercial or just reached commercialization, med tech startups. I will say a caveat that to that is we have had clients where they were not pre-commercial. They went on it on their own for the last, let's call it seven to eight to nine years, and they haven't made any impact. So now they're at a crossroad where they're like, do we pack up shop or do we consider a rebrand? And so we do work with clients, even if they're not considered traditionally a startup, we do work with clients that are in this crossroads where they want to actually consider rebranding their company and taking a different strategy and a different approach to the market staying as the same company, but taking a different initiative. And so we do work with those that are in that space as well, in that kind of rebrand. They're not necessarily startups. They are still probably pre-public, so they're private, but that's the caveat to that. And then second to that, we also work with physicians, mostly private practice physicians, specifically surgeons, Although I'm not opposed to working with physicians, it's the same process, but our primary target audience is robotic surgeons and surgeons. I have a client that's a plastic surgeon as well. So all surgeons need this exact same process, but on a smaller scale, they need to know how to drive patients in the door and they need to know how to fill up their top of their funnel and convert those patients to paying customers. And so they also didn't get taught any of the logistics of marketing, go-to-market strategies, branding, social media, et cetera. That is a class that was not taught in medical school. So we just take what we do with med tech consulting and we apply it to these smaller private practices. And you and I were talking earlier before this about small businesses. I wouldn't be against working with small businesses because a lot of our approaches would apply to a small business, but our immediate niche is in this med tech robotic space and even med tech startups that are not robotic, but need that disruptive approach. And then the physician marketing, surgeon marketing space. Yeah, fantastic. It, it makes a lot of sense. I know being a consultant myself for so many years, I know the value that you bring to the table with that amount of experience. And I think someone in, in that scenario would be foolish not to get a hold of you and at least have a conversation about what you could offer. How do these people get a hold of you? What's the best way? Best way right now is LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time because it's my primary audience. We're a B2B company. We don't work direct to consumer right now. And so direct to business is really LinkedIn. And Twitter, but anyone can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm one of the only Plias on LinkedIn, myself and my husband, P-L-I-H-A. 
So if you find me there, I'm on LinkedIn and you can send me a direct message or I have a contact us link right on my profile that goes straight to my, I think one of them to my calendar to book like a 15 minute phone call, which is free. And then also there's one to our website that will go directly to tribeagency.org. Yeah. Either one is fine. And if all else fails, we also respond to our customer support email, which is hello at tribeagency.org. Pretty easy to remember. Yeah, absolutely. Stephanie Plia on LinkedIn. There's a button, book an appointment, goes right to your Calendly page, book a, a free 15-minute consult. So that would definitely be my angle. And go to Market Strategy for MedTech startups. I love your profile. Is there anything else you would like to leave us with? I will say there's something cool coming up for Tribe. So I just had my year anniversary and September was a full year of Tribe being operational. And I've learned a ton. And what I have learned is I can't split myself into 24 pieces. And so in addition to being on retainer for our med tech clients and some of these individual surgical practices, I wanted to take a lot of the conversations we have are the same with each of our clients and surgeons. So I wanted to take that conversation to a course so that I could package it and be available to everyone. So if maybe now is not the time to hire a consultant and you don't have the funding to be on a retainer with a consultant, which you'd be surprised, it's more affordable than you might expect. But all that said, I want to have access to our methods in more of a DIY fashion. So We've got one coming up uh, this week, actually, we're launching all of our courses, Social Media MD, which is intended for surgeons and or their office managers. It's a quick course. It's four modules to really help them launch their own social media. We do offer social media done for you services. So maybe down the road, you take the course and you realize, I don't want to do this myself. Then you come and work with us. But in the meantime, we do have that course. We also have a course that's near and dear to my heart. I've gotten multiple questions since I left Corporate USA on how I did it, why I did it, how do they do it? And so I created a course called the 30 Day Entrepreneur. I literally left my last employer and started my business within 30 days, up and running, website up and taking clients. And so I take that same playbook and how I approached it and I apply it to this course. It's also a very simple course. It's day by day, week by week, four weeks, 30 days. And I share everything you need to do to be upright as a business by the end of the 30th day. And then a more advanced version of our courses, which is a little bit more involved. It's an eight week. One of my clients called it a brand boot camp. It's called make your brand a verb, which is our tagline. It's essentially saying, let's get your brand moving. And in order to do that, you've got to really start with that conversation we had earlier about brand. What do you want to be best known for? And the entire audit of your brand and then move it all the way through the executables, meaning social media, funnel management, ROI, all the different channel, omni-channel marketing efforts. So we go through that in great detail in eight weeks. We also offer weekly coaching every single week through that eight weeks. So envision someone that maybe has a small business and or someone that had already taken the 30-day entrepreneur. They finally decided they want to start their own company. Maybe they're tired of the corporate life and they want to get in to being an entrepreneur. If you took the 30-day entrepreneur, I think the Make Your Brand of a Masterclass would be a great supplement and or next step. And that is a little bit more involved. Like I said, I offer weekly coaching in that. 
it's our same approach that we take out with our retainer clients where we've built it into a course. I will say too, a cool thing about our clients is they get access to all of these courses at no cost and they have lifetime access once they become a client of tribes. That's awesome. And how do people find out about these courses? Should they just connect with you on LinkedIn right now? They can connect with me on LinkedIn or I'll send you some links to each of these individual. They're all kind of different audiences, different needs. So I can send you links that they'll get access to at least a starting conversation. Right now, we're in the founding student zone. So we're taking founding students and our founding students on all three of these courses get 50% off because they're going to be a little bit more involved. We're going to be involved and making sure that the course brings value. And so there'll be a lot of interaction and we rely on them heavily to build out our testimonial plan. So that's why we're giving them 50% off. So that will be coming out this week and I will definitely get you the links um, that you can include in this conversation. Sounds fantastic. We'll share those links out. Until then, Stephanie Plia on LinkedIn. If you want real ROI and not just hot air, hit her up. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me.